Welcome to another Truth Matters episode where we discuss all things truth from a biblical standpoint. I'm your host, Matt Franklin. Hey guys, hello, hello, hello. Here we are again, and it feels like it's been forever. Um, Most of the episodes that you've heard so far have been uh, pre-recorded, but this is a fresh one off the press just for you. Mm -hmm. So how's everybody doing today? Good. Good, good. (laughs) Hey guys. (laughs) So uh, obviously that's my wife, Um, (laughs) so she's on today with me again, and I hope you're having a great Wednesday or uh, whatever day it is. I just wanted to drop in, or we wanted to drop in just for a few moments and uh, talk about a very simple message, legacy. What are you leaving behind? Um, What kind of example are you leaving behind for others to follow? When you leave this world, how are people going to remember you? It's true. What is the legacy that you leave behind? That's right. And actually, Webster defines legacy in... um, a number of ways, but the one that stuck out to me the most that applies to this is a thing or idea handed down by a predecessor. And before we started, Matt and I were talking, and I mentioned that when you pass something down to somebody, a lot of times we automatically think to our children. Um, but in that case, it, this doesn't even necessarily have to be passed down to your children. Um, you know, think deeper than that. What are you passing down? to your church? What are you passing down to your community? What are you passing down to the world? Uh, A lot of people look at legacy as how successful am I in this world? And I want to leave, in a sense, my kingdom here on this earth for people to say, wow, look what he did. Look what she did. And uh, how much money am I going to leave with my child? How big of a house? You know, how how many commodities? And those things are great, but... um, what about the spiritual things that are right. really going to last? What about those things that uh, moth and rust doesn't corrupt? Because That's doesn't it. the Bible say that uh, lay your treasures up in heaven? Yes. Where moth and rust doth not corrupt, mm-hmm. where thieves do not break through nor steal. So there is a legacy you can leave with your children, with others, that nothing can steal that. Nothing, no, mm. uh, nothing of this world can wear on that or um, tear that down, uh, so to speak. And, uh, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 2, and it says, Ye are our epistle, which means a letter. Ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. So we are all a book. Mm, And you may never write a book, but you're going to live a book. Yes, and when people look at you and they read um, the chapters of your life, what do they see? Mm. 
Do they see a book of horror? Do they see a book of violence? Do they see a book of defeat and doubt? Do they see a book of complaining and um, I'm not happy with life? Do they see a book of I don't believe in God, uh, I don't care about God? Do they see a book that leads them to the cross? Mm. Because uh, the most important thing is that that book is shaped like a cross. Yes. And, and we are to carry our cross and leave an example for others to follow. So what do people read when they read you? That's right. And we we talk about this all the time in our personal life and at church, but you know, we always need to keep in mind that we may be the only Jesus that some people ever see, or we may be the only church people ever attend or ever see. You know, I, I truly believe that um, especially in these last days, that we are going to see more and more people come to Christ on the side of the road or in the streets. We're not going to necessarily see them, you know, come into an old-fashioned church service and go up to an altar and listen, guys. We're all about that. That's our foundation for sure. But um, we may be the only church that some people ever attend. And and are you being a good example of the church or are you leaving a bad taste in somebody's mouth because they seen you gossiping or they seen you talking bad about your brother and sister in Christ? You know, these are the hard questions and truth matters, right? Truth <laughs> the truth matters. matters. Right. And and this is the truth. When people see you out town at school at your job site, what kind of impression are you leaving on people? If you enjoy Truth Matters podcast and would like to help this ministry continue spreading the truth of the gospel, consider becoming a patron. This ministry is 100% listener supported. Becoming a patron is safe, easy, and you can give a monthly gift as little as $1, $10, $100, or a one-time donation of any amount. Simply send us an email at truthmatterswithmatt at gmail.com and we'll forward you the information you need to sign up. Thank you in advance. Your help is truly appreciated. For the longest time, we as a church, I believe, have kind of sat down and waited for, you know, the sinner to come in mm-hmm. and get saved. But Jesus didn't say, build a building, stay in it, and wait till I bring them. No. No, He said, go Always. ye out into all of the world yes. and preach the gospel. And he, he didn't say, you preach and you don't. You preach and you don't. We're all called to preach the gospel. Sure, I, I have the specific calling on my life to preach uh, the gospel to stand before people in a congregation and teach and preach the word of God, but we are all called to preach the gospel of Jesus. Yes. When you go out and proclaim, you're preaching the gospel of Jesus, yes. and so He commanded us all. He commanded His disciples, and it didn't stop there. We are His disciples. Amen. The same commandment that He gave His twelve disciples before uh, Jesus left this world. You know He told us, he said, I want you to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. And, you know, you may have a different way of preaching. You may be a songwriter, and you may write songs that that really, uh, you know, spread the gospel of Jesus and and draw people to the cross. Or you may be a full-blown preacher, and you may uh, travel and evangelize. Or you just may be a businessman, and when you're on the job, you're witnessing to people and I'm not saying you have to go deep and just go crazy and go wild, but every now and then, you know, drop a line for God and, and say, you know, hey, do you go to church or uh, do you know that Jesus loves you? You know, and it, I believe after 2020, we can no longer just sit back and wait for the center to come to us. No. It's time now 
uh, folks, it's time now to use every tool that you have. Yes. Use social media. Use your voice. Use your talent. Use your gift. And and share the gospel with people. Go ye out into all the world, just like your Savior told you to do. Yes. There's a, um, there's a story in the Bible, and I'm actually on my phone right now trying to look for it. I know that it's in the book of Luke, but I can't remember um, which chapter it's in. But basically, Jesus was telling this parable of um, a feast that a king was having, and he told his servant, he said, go and invite people. Invite people to come. I want to fill up my table. And he did, and he and nobody came because he invited them. And then, this is what I call plan B. The king said, okay, plan B. Go out into the highways and the byways and compel Compel means to force. Yes, a force. I know that's kind of a scary word to use. Oh, you're not supposed to force people. But in a sense, what it means is that you're so convincing that you, the Bible says, he that wins souls is wise. Yes, amen. You're so convincing, you're so compelling, that you're so persuasive that it just forces them to come uh, to church and then it just draws them, you know, to repentance. Yeah. And I believe one great thing, going back to our legacy, that that we can do that, compel the people, is by the way that we live our lives. Our lives and the way we walk and the way we talk, that is our biggest testimony. The greatest persuasive act that you can do is living it yes. for Jesus. Amen. You, you may not uh, be a great speaker or a preacher or you may not be... A, musician, a great musician singer. or talented, but the greatest witness that you can leave behind right. is again your legacy. Amen. How did you live your life? How did you live your life when you weren't in the church? Yes. How did you live your life when you were at the grocery store? Were you kind? Were you uh, loving? Did you show the love of God to it's those true. that didn't deserve it? Because let's face it, none of us really deserves it still. Right. And. He saved a wretch like me. Isn't Amen. that what the song says? Yes. He saved a wretch like me. We were all wretched and all unworthy of salvation. And we're just, we're called to pass the word along. Yep. You know, we've seen Jesus. We've tasted him. If you had the cure for cancer, would you take that antidote and would you lock it in a box and put a lock on it and hide it deep in the earth and never tell anyone about that cure? Would you keep it for yourself and hide it away because you were afraid that someone might ridicule you or put you down or look at you funny or think less of you? Or would you take that cure and would you show the world and let them know, Yes. Uh, hey, I've got the cure? It's true. Well, folks, we have the cure for a dying soul. Amen. And uh, his name is Jesus. He's the answer. And, and so if I leave nothing else with you, I want to encourage you today to speak up, speak out, speak truth, speak it loud, speak the gospel, speak it boldly, speak it any chance you get. Yeah. Let them know about Jesus because that's why we're here. Amen. Well, thanks again for tuning into this podcast. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your family and friends so that we can get the truth out. Have a great day.